0: What's up, fam? And welcome back to this week's episode of Rambling Truths. Before I get into our topic today, I first and foremost just want to thank everyone that listened to the first podcast. I really appreciated the positive feedback, the well wishes, the support, the constructive criticism, and in general, any feedback that I received. It really made me happy that people were willing to spend time out of their busy schedules to take a listen to the podcast and tell me their thoughts. After last week's podcast, I can't wait to see where this podcast grows because I have so much more I wanna talk about and I know that there's so much more room to improve. In the first podcast, I was really proud of what I put out there, but I know there are a ton of beginner mistakes. I said, um, way too much, I still do, and I sounded nervous because I was. But these are things that I can't wait to improve and I know the podcast is gonna improve and I can't wait to talk about more topics. So today's topic, is all about the NBA. And what's really exciting is for the first time, I'm gonna have guests on today. These two guests are really great friends of mine, and we're gonna discuss everything you need to know about the NBA return plan that was ratified last week, and they're planning to come back during this crazy time. So if you're an NBA fan, we're gonna get into the return plan and our thoughts on it, players, teams, and storylines. So if you're an NBA, if you're looking for NBA content, this is the podcast for you. And if you're not an NBA fan or a sports fan, don't worry. I have you covered. Like I said, in future podcasts, I don't want to just talk about one topic. So in the coming days, I'm going to have a full review of The Joker alongside other shows that I'm watching. And then next week, I have a discussion with a friend of mine regarding our thoughts on life in your early 20s, our thoughts on life after college and our generation how it fits into society so this podcast is not going to be about one topic specifically every week it'll be more about a collection of what's on my mind and what I want to discuss this week so if you're an NBA fan I think you're really going to enjoy today's podcast and if you're not in the coming days I'm definitely going to have a lot of content for you so without further delay let's get into today's interview and into the NBA return plan All right, everyone. What's up, fam? Welcome back to Rambling Truths. This week's episode is all about the NBA. We're going to talk about the return plan and how we feel about it. For the first time on this podcast, we're going to have guests, so I can't wait to get into it with them. So, guys, do you want to introduce yourselves? Natish, you want to go first?
1: Yes, sir. Hey, everyone. My name is Natish. Known bro shawl since since uh, my freshman year in college, and we've been... Best Brown Buds ever since. Best Brown Boys, actually.
0: So, Natish, who's your favorite team? What are your thoughts on the season so far, and how do you feel about the return?
1: So, my favorite team is the Oklahoma City Thunder. So far this season, I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised. So, you know, ever since we lost to Westbrook and PG, you know, kind of thought it was going to be a rebuilding few years. But, um, with the trades that they made with PG and Russell Westbrook, they actually got a lot of draft picks, you know, moving forward. Our future looks very bright. Yeah. So, pretty good
0: season so far, man. Yeah. you know? Um Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about them here. And Jason, do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Yeah. So as Kushal said, my name is Jason. Uh, I've known both of these guys since my freshman year of college as well. Uh, Kushal is actually my big, so, you know, pretty close. And then Natish, I met him, uh, we were on the same campus. And um, I know you're going to ask me about my favorite team, which is the New York Knicks, baby.
0: I actually, edit that out. Edit that out.
2: <laughs> so <kidding. laughs> they're going to be, you know, um, they're going to be really good. The season, I'm ready for the season to be over. I'm ready for the draft. But diehard Knicks fan. <laughs>
0: you're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs>
2: but as for the, the NBA
0: family, just came back and you're talking about the draft. <laughs> I'm I'm ready
2: for the draft. If I wasn't a Tish, show, I'd be happy with the Thunder, dude. They're good. Yeah, let's get let's get into it. So
0: Tish, how shocked are you about the Thunder, man? Extreme. Chris Paul and 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 the crew is just is just killing it.
1: Listen, I always I always knew Chris Paul was good, right? But I always yeah. thought that he was on the decline. Which you know, this season it kind of proved to me that he still has it in him. And you couple that with our trade for Shea. You know they're a pretty bu- a pretty good backcourt.
0: Yeah, dude, they got they have three good point guards like
1: yeah. Shane, yeah.
0: Chris Paul, and Schroeder.
1: Yep, Schroeder coming off the bench is huge for us. Sometimes they start him, sometimes not, but it's huge.
2: He was probably six man. He was probably yeah. six man of the year.
1: Could be. Could oh, be. I
2: I
0: totally agree. So so let's talk a little bit about the return plan because that's kind of the the news now. So over the weekend we finally got the return plan uh the, Wo- the Woj bomb came out and we kind of got the details for the plan for the NBA returning and it's an interesting one it's one with a lot of holes in my opinion and your guys' opinion probably but i'm just i'm just happy to have the league back so let's get into it so what did you guys think right off the bat? Like, what was your first reaction to seeing the return plan? So, Natish, do you want to say what you thought?
1: First thing that went through my mind: Fuck yes, and <laughs> too long, man, too long. You know, so just just the general uh, concept of the whole uh, seating and everything. You know, it's it's different. The first thing that went through my mind is is whoever. Uh, wins the championship these, this season is there gonna be an asterisk next to their name mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know and I think that's something that we should definitely talk about right now because in my opinion it shouldn't unless something happens with this whole coronavirus where a main uh, superstar can't compete throughout the playoffs so yeah I, you know, I definitely
0: wanna get into that yeah. yeah
1: so you know like so for example if, if take OKC for example right say Chris Paul can't play because he tests positive. That's that's a wash. Um, say LeBron James can't play. Sure. The Lakers are not going to be the same. So whoever beats the Lakers, they're going to have an asterisk next to their name because they didn't beat the best Lakers that they could possibly beat, right? Sure, sure.
0: And I think that's kind of similar with how some people feel about the Raptors um, last year with Durant and Klay Thompson getting hurt, but this is totally different. But yeah, I definitely want to get into that um, a a little bit later on. So Jason, uh, do you want to kind of talk about how you feel about the season and the return plan?
2: Your first kind of thought? Yeah, definitely. So first of all, I'm just so happy that basketball is back. Uh, I'm going to watch every single game. Um, I think they were doing like multiple games a day, like kind of like March Madness, which is going to be awesome. I just don't see. I personally don't see how it could work. I'm praying that it works, but I feel like if one person gets coronavirus, I feel like people are just going to be exposed, whether it's coaches, players, you know, really anything. But I know like the UFC is is prospering right now, um, so I'm hoping that the NBA takes a similar path. Everyone gets tested daily, and that they can have a whole season. I think there will be an asterisk if a big star is, you know, is not playing if he gets sick. But I'm looking forward to it. I think that it's going to benefit the the teams that you know, the more stacked teams, like I don't think an underdog has a shot because of, you know, the fans and the atmosphere and things like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So a little bit about my thoughts on it. I'm with you guys. I'm so freaking happy. The NBA is back three months without the NBA is insane, especially when we didn't expect it. And I thought the season was gonna be amazing, right? We didn't have a dominant dynasty team this year. We had a couple of really great teams with the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers, among a few others. But in my head, it was t- it was totally kind of open. Uh, there were a few other teams I could have snuck in there. So it was kind of sad to see. It was definitely sad to see the NBA get canceled. But I'm just kind of happy that we have some basketball back. And, and like you guys said, I have some skepticism about how the season's going to go. And The quality of the games but just kind of happy that we have something on the table so i'm going to go a little bit into the return plan uh, a little bit about what the reports say so training camps are going to start gearing up uh in the next 10 to 15 days guys need a lot of time to kind of get themselves back into shape and i think it said around july 8th july 9th they're all gonna go out to orlando uh to the walt disney world and uh start like official training camp and and get all back together and i believe the first game is going to start on july 31st so i first kind of wanted to get into the concept of the bubble itself you know it being held in walt disney world how do you guys think 22 teams are going to fit into one little resort and do you think guys are going to break the rules about kind of going in and out of the bubble and uh and all that so natish you want to go first on your take
1: Yeah, sure. So it's, it's interesting, right? Um, You know, we can sit here and criticize it all we want, but at the end of the day, what what's possible and what's not, you know, it's not really up to us, right? They're doing everything that they can to make sure that we can actually see an NBA uh, uh, NBA season. So, you know, we just kind of have to take it for what it is and, and, you know, just appreciate it as for, as for people breaking the rules I hope nobody breaks the rules, right? Um, I don't want this to come down to, uh, us, you know, getting a glimpse of what the playoffs could be like. And then halfway through there's a spread and then they stop the season. Right. You know, that's, that's to me, that's like the biggest tease that there could be. And I, I just hope that, uh, nobody, nobody breaks the rules and, uh, I guess get them, get themselves into trouble.
0: Yeah. You brought up an interesting point. And Jason, anytime you feel like you want to, uh, kick in you can but I was thinking like 22 teams is a lot right like in my head I wish we could have 30 teams and finish out the complete regular season but I feel like they're kind of opening themselves up to too many games being there and the point the point of bringing back the NBA is to finish right and with so many teams there and finishing out a regular season and having complete playoffs like I feel like there's a big room um for for it to be shut down again
2: yeah I think that uh regarding the bubble I, I actually think all the players are gonna not break the rules i think you know they want to play i think more than anything so i think that they're gonna you know follow those rules especially like if you're a star like lebron you have to be you're gonna i know lebron would follow all the rules i think he's gonna keep his team accountable uh you know players coaches um i think if our family is allowed to to be with them
0: uh as of now i believe i believe no so that's kind of one of the things i was thinking about
2: yeah so i'm mm, that makes it tougher but I, I think that they won't still break it uh but like you said, I think there there are too many games. Um, it's too much time for things to happen, especially with all the teams that aren't in the you know the top eight seeds that are coming back. If they're close, I understand, but you know I just I, I see some issues with it. I'm praying that it all works out, but I just don't I don't see I don't see it going perfectly.
0: Yeah, I, I'm ty- I'm kind of with you, Jason. I was thinking like I wish they brought in twelve teams total. And it sucks, but kind of go right into the playoffs. The top six seeds in each conference have a bye for the first two seeds in each conference and have an abbreviated playoffs there. I just think like 22 teams, it's a lot of players. And I know Walt Disney World is huge, but it's just a lot of player interaction. And the thing with this coronavirus is if one person on a team gets it, you know, you can get other people infected before you even know you have it and i know they're going to test but um i just hope it doesn't you know come down to teams being eliminated because of too many players being infected
2: yeah i'm looking at the standings right now and i think that they definitely brought back too many teams so the wizards are back i mean they're they're five and a half games behind the, the magic i think the east should have been set right and then the mm-hmm. West, like the Suns, you know, you shouldn't have brought back the Suns, the Spurs, especially uh, especially with Marcus Aldridge. He's not he has surgery. So he's out for the year. I think a lot of the teams, you know, shouldn't have been brought back. Um, I actually like the idea of doing a, maybe like eight is too many. But if, if they just had the playoff set and just did like two or three scrimmage games uh, just to get back into it, along with the training camp, I think that would be really well because they have to get back into that playing you know,
1: atmosphere. At the same time, though, you know, I think it's gonna—it's it, a—it's a balance, right? Player safety, uh, first and foremost. But at the same time, it goes back to that: is there gonna be an asterisk next to the next to whoever whoever wins, right? Mm-hmm. To yeah. make it fair, you need to play out the rest of the season to the best of your of your ability. So if there's a team that can sneak into that eighth spot, right? Um, right. if that does happen, so, you know, for example, like the Pelicans, right? Yeah. and and they actually make an impact and say they upset whoever that they face in the first round mm-hmm. um that needs to, that needs to take place right we can't we can't just say that you know the pelicans aren't going to make the playoffs because that that's a real possibility yeah. right if you look at the west that that could have happened
0: So I kind of want to get into the actual structure of how they're going to conduct this. And it is interesting. Jason brought up the point that the Wizards are five and a half games behind, but they're putting in a weird kind of extra difference that makes it worthwhile. So even if they're still five and a half games behind, the Wizards actually have a chance. So let me go through why I say that. So uh, July 31st is the first game, and there's going to be 13 teams in the West and nine teams in the East. The reason they're bringing in more teams in the West is because there's more teams that are still relatively in contention and had a chance uh, for the eighth seed. So how this is going to work is there's going to be an eight-game regular season finish. And this is where it gets interesting, Jason. For the eighth seed, after the eight games, they're going to have a play-in tournament for the eighth seed. So if the eighth and ninth seed are within four games of each other. And the Wizards are only five and a half games out. So if they're within four games of Orlando, then there's a play-in tournament. And the eighth seed and the ninth seed, they play two games uh, for the play-in tournament. The ninth seed, if they win twice, so hypothetically in the East, if Washington beat Orlando two times in a row, which can happen in any given you know two-game series, as you guys know, then Washington would be in over Orlando. So do you guys kind of get what I'm saying there?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I kind of like that. You have to be fair to all the teams. And I i don't know how many games were left, but I guess the Wizards could catch up, but I just don't see it happening. As for the West really quickly, I'm actually super yeah. excited because I hope that the Pelicans make the playoffs because I just want to watch Zion and Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and Drew Holiday. I just want to watch them all the time. Uh, they're probably one of the most exciting teams now with Zion. Um, and I definitely think, a lot of the teams in the West are better than the Grizzlies. I think the Blazers are, I think the Pelicans are, and I think that the Kings could obviously, I think they could be some competition too. As for the the East, I don't really see the Wizards being better than the Magic, but,
1: you know, they they could win, I guess, in a in a playing series. See, yeah. I, I like this new concept, but I also don't like it, right? And I say that because it, it adds the excitement of, uh, you know, even if you're even if you're four games behind eight, the eighth spot, uh, you can still make the playoffs, right? Um, exactly. Which makes it exciting. But at the same time, they wouldn't be getting that opportunity if this season played out the way it was supposed to. Right. Right? So, yeah. no, it's, okay. so, you know, it just, it's it's all, it comes back to like, is it is it fair to the eighth seed that the ninth seed, even though they're four games behind, they now have to compete for that playoff spot? When in reality, if this was, played out the way it was supposed to, they wouldn't be in that position. They'd go directly into the playoffs.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to touch upon. Uh I think the play in is kind of fascinating. So, you know, hypothetically, it's kind of almost like March Madness feeling. So let's let's look at the East for the play-in tournament. So the Washington Wizards are five and a half games behind Orlando and six games behind Brooklyn. So if they get within four games, so if they make up a game and a half on the Magic then they're in a play-in tournament, and what's interesting to me is that I don't know how much truth there is, but I saw that John Wall might come back. He's been two. He's been almost two years removed from his injury, um, and if he comes back, what, man, that that's an interesting play-in tournament. So, what do you guys think about if if John Wall comes back and the potential of that series between Washington and Orlando?
2: So, if John Wall came back, I think they would have a shot. I actually think I saw something that said he probably won't come back, and I don't think he will just because it's probably safer not to. I think that, oh man, that's tough. John Wall and Bradley Beal. Right? Vucevic, Gordon. You know, actually, you know, I think the Wizards Gordon, would win yeah. that. I think the Wizards would win that. If, if they were all healthy, I think the Wizards would beat the Magic. I did not know that the Nets did not clinch a spot, so now I'm hoping that they don't make it because, and they, you know, they won't have Kyrie or Durant, so. Not looking All right.
0: right. No, you didn't need it. to rub you need to rub salt in the wound there. But yeah, technically, technically Washington could catch Brooklyn and Brooklyn could be in that play-in tournament. That's definitely a possibility.
1: So with John Wall, the possibility of him coming back, right? And this goes for any injured players, the possibility of them coming back. The usual course is that they they um, are on minutes restriction and they don't play back to backs. So anyone coming back from injury the chance of them actually playing in this playoff tournament is, is highly unlikely because they they would need to be able to play back to backs and being on a minutes restriction in the playoffs doesn't really work.
0: No, but yeah. So like, usually you're, you're totally right. And you probably are right about that. I don't think the wizards are going to bring back john wall or rush john wall but the the possibility is so interesting but the reason that might not happen is that they have a 6 week training period so it's almost like the season's starting again right they're having training camps again players are getting back in shape so maybe john wall could take that time to get himself back in basketball shape and he has 6 weeks to get into shape with everyone else and, and go straight into you know that the regular season grind so it's unlikely but there's a chance. And then I also did want to talk about the West. Uh, I liked that Jason brought it up, and I think you guys are going to... I think this is kind of more interesting um, because the West is uber competitive. So the fight for the eighth seed... Um, so the top seven are locked. So the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder, Rockets, Ooh. and Mavs, they're in the playoffs. That's right. That's right, Natish. Your team's in it. So the fight for the eighth seed is... Fascinating here. So within four games of Memphis right now are the Blazers, who got off to a bad start because of injuries, but they're going to be in it. The Pelicans, who Zion was out in the beginning, he came back, he's on fire. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, JJ Redick, they're playing great. The Kings, you know, who got off to a slow start, but you know they have De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heal. they can they can score with anyone. Um, and then the other two that are invited that don't really have a chance are the Spurs and Suns, in my opinion. But you guys can talk about them, but I think they're kind of out. But of those four teams, uh, who would you be more most excited to see? So between the Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans, and Kings, who would you kind of most like, look forward to see uh, in that eighth seed? I,
2: th- I think there's only one answer here. There, there could be two answers. So obviously the Pelicans would be ne- my number one because uh, they have the second best rookie you know, in the league. And then the Blazers just have a lot of talent. They have Damian Lillard. They have CJ McCollum. You know, so so both of them, I think, would be the best choice for eight seed. But I think that also the, the Pelicans would bring out the most fans and make the most
1: money for the NBA. I'm with Jason here. Uh, the Pelicans are the clear choice for me, just because in the past few years we've seen the Trailblazers in the playoffs. You know, they just can't seem to get over that hump mm-hmm. unless they make a big change. You know, it, it just seems like a repetitive thing that I'm seeing every year happen to the Trailblazers, you know, and I kind of want to see something new. And, you know, that's what the Pelicans are. There's a new, exciting team right now. And watching Zion, um, you know, say they're the eighth spot, you know, watching the, the Lakers, yeah, watching Zion against LeBron in the first round, that's that's a show right there.
2: Yeah, I think that the the Pelicans actually have a really good roster. I think they could probably compete with, with almost any of these teams because Zion is an, a straight-up monster. Lonzo's super underrated, and Ingram mm-hmm. – Ingram, you know, he's a go to scorer, and then you have Drew Holiday, who's a veteran.
1: And he's don't get JJ Reddick, man.
2: Oh, and JJ Reddick, who's also who's never missed the playoffs in his career. He's never missed mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that they make it. I truly do. That'd be a really i yeah. top out.
0: I can't wait to see how the eighth seed shakes up in the West. I'm with you guys. Uh The TV side of me, I would love to see Zion on the playoffs. I think that's super exciting. That team is super young, super talented. Uh, They're excited. The exciting thing about the Blazers, though, I don't want to discount them. Uh, While we love Lillard and McCollum, Carmelo's there. Jason, your boy. Yeah. He's he's been good. And the thing that we might want to bring up is that Nurkic might be back for the playoffs. I'm not too sure, but he might be healthy enough to play. And if if Nurkic and Whiteside are there, alongside Lillard, McCollum, and Carmelo, they could be a really interesting eighth seed. And they were the third seed last year, so it's not like they were a terrible team, or like a middling team for a few years. They, they were like a, a really good team that got off to a really bad start because they can't play defense, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see them. And I just want to give a shout out to John Morant. He's had a hell of a Hell of the year torched the Nets in the beginning <laughs> in the beginning of the year, like the third game of the season, he lit up Kyrie. Um, and they both lit each other up, but he is really underrated too. And I know that Zion's back and all the hypes on him, but Jaw's gonna win rookie of the year, and it's amazing that he brought the Grizzlies, you know, to the eighth seed as the leader in his first year, and I think he's super underrated as well.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I think um obviously he's rookie of the year. Uh, RJ Barrett will have him next year, and you know, every year after that, but what he's been able to do is pretty awesome. I just don't think that their full team is good enough. I don't think they're like their whole team can com- can compete with the Pelicans in a series or any other team to be honest. Uh you know, who do they have? Jaron Jackson, uh Dylan Brooks. Like they th- those names, I mean, they just can't compete, I don't think.
0: Right. I think they're a, a big threat in future years, but maybe this year yep. might be a little tough for them. Definitely. So yeah, so that's kind of the structure of this tournament, and we could definitely get back to teams. I want to get back to teams at the end that we are like really excited to talk about. Uh, but I kind of want to get through the return plan. So, after that, here we go, Jason. It's your NBA championship, the draft lottery will be in the middle of August. How hyped are
2: you? Well, to be honest, dude, I honestly, the draft is like my favorite thing. I don't even know why. I just love it. I love it more than like if like watching bass watches, I'm so prepped for the draft. Um, I do. Have a lot of thoughts on it. I don't know if now's the time, but I just think the Knicks are gonna screw themselves in the draft. I mean, they're what gonna have like a sixth sixth to eighth pick, probably like they're gonna lose out on everyone. But yeah, I have some guys on paper. Yeah.
0: So maybe the the Knicks could get their shot in the moon, get the number one pick and and make that interesting. But uh Natish our teams are probably not gonna be in the lottery. The Nets might be, but it's kind of unlikely. But the Thunder definitely aren't gonna be lottery. So uh, do you have any thoughts You're on that?
1: So so you guys are forgetting, you know, like I said before in the beginning of the podcast, the Thunder have set themselves up for the future. So in this year's draft, they have the Nuggets first rounder, which is a top 10 protected pick. Their own first rounder, which is of one to 20 protected, right? And then they have their own second rounder. And every year after that, they have two first rounders in 2021 draft, 2022 draft, 2023 draft. Wow, and uh, twenty twenty four draft. Yeah, wow. They have first and rounders 20- 20- in all them. They have two first rounders in, in each all the one. Drafts.
0: They got a lot of picks. Wow, they that's got a lot crazy. Of and and
1: yeah. multiple second rounders as well. Wow. So yeah, through 20- through twenty twenty six, we have fifteen draft picks. Wow, that's
0: pr- that's pretty nuts. So so yeah, that's kind of the draft lottery. So the playoffs are going to run through. I think middle to early August and then it'll wrap up by October 12th at the latest. Uh, and the draft is October 15th tentatively might be pushed up or down depending on coronavirus. but it sounds like October 15th is the date for the draft. So that's kind of the plan. We kind of just ran through it. So overall, uh, I think NBA leadership is great. Adam Silver, in my opinion is, is one of the best commissioners. Um, always forward thinking. So, uh, I'm sure, you know, he has people that are a lot smarter than us, but there's a lot of room for, you know, things to go wrong, but I'm I'm hoping to be optimistic and I'm hoping, you know, we can have the season. I'm just, I'm just kind of happy that we have something on paper.
2: Yeah, definitely. I just want to touch real quick, uh, about the thunder. So Natish, this has to be their year because they might lose, they might lose Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari. Chris Paul might go to the Knicks is what I heard. I hope he doesn't, but, um, you know, this, after this year, they could really regress. So those picks are crucial
1: for them. I mean, what is, what is Chris Paul's contract right now?
0: He signed for another two years, I believe, after this. But I think the Thunder were thinking about trading him to get out under salary cap. Uh, that, right. And then Gallinari, I believe, is a free agent, if I'm not wrong.
2: Uh, okay, right. yeah, that's true, that's true. So Chris Paul, I think, yeah, the Knicks were interested in him and his veteran leadership, but I don't think it's the move.
1: But we can get to that later. (laughs) I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't think it was the move last year when OKC traded for him. But (laughs) That's that's true.
0: That's true. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. We all laughed on that. Um, So let me just kind of wrap this up and then let's get into uh, teams you're excited about and and storylines. So yeah, so that's kind of the policy. Um, I just saw, you know, something about if players leaving the bubble. I know we talked about that earlier. So if the players leave the bubble, they can come back, but they're going to be required to quarantine for 10 days and families uh, won't be in the bubble as of now. So, uh, these guys probably won't actually see their physically, see their family for a little bit. Once everything gets started. Um, I know they're used to kind of being on the road, but that's, uh, that might, I don't know if that'll play a factor, but it, it kind of looks like they can't really leave the bubble. Cause you can't just kind of quarantine for 10 days during the playoffs. So yeah. So it looks like, you know, they won't be, we won't be leaving the bubble. So they did kind of have a plan for that. So now, you know, once we got through the plan, yeah, now I definitely want to just talk about who are the teams you guys are, like, most excited to
2: watch. you want to go first?
1: All right, you, could, you could take the, you could take the all right. first right, one. Awesome.
2: So, all right, cool. So I actually was excited for this portion because I remember before the basketball season even started, I predicted who my, my teams were. And so I, don't, I honestly don't remember who, the, who was in the West, but I know I had the Bucks to win it all. I think the West was honestly either the Rockets or the Jazz. Mm. So I don't think the Jazz will make it, but I think that the Rockets actually do have a chance. I really do like the Rockets. And I think that I'm looking at the East right now. I think that the Bucks are going to are going to uh, make the championship. The Sixers, they're also crap on the road. They're really shitty on the road. They're 10 and 24.
0: <laughs> they're only going to be on the road yeah, now. Yeah,
2: exactly. So I don't think, you know, I don't think they have a shot. The Heat same deal. They're 14 and 19. So I think that Bucks really have the best team. And I think they're in the, I think, east. Yeah, in the east, in the East. Okay, and then, okay. Well, you know, actually, I don't know. I don't know. That's up for debate, but I think that they're going to go in the East and then in the West. I'm going to go with rockets. Let's go with rockets. Sure.
0: Sure. Natish, who are you excited to watch?
1: As you know, I'm always excited to watch the thunder, but yeah. um, besides them, you know, I really, I'm really excited to see the rockets in the playoffs, right? I want to see how Russell Westbrook and James Harden can play together in the playoffs, both of them have been known to basically shit the bed in the playoffs, right? Um, so can they, can they break that slump, right? Can they, can they get over uh, that hump and, and actually make it to, say, the Western Conference Finals? So, so the Rockets are definitely one of them. And the Raptors, man. The Raptors in the East, very, very sneaky, you know? They're second right now. In the East, yeah, and, how? And everybody, everybody counted them out, right? After Kawhi left, right. everybody counted them out. Right. But now you can, we're really seeing how good of a team they actually were, even without Kawhi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, right now, like, I'm not saying this for sure, but um, you know, it's not, it wasn't all Kawhi last year. The team itself was gen- like was actually really good and
0: and Siakam's uh, taken another step up this year. Oh, Siakam's he
1: absolutely and you know my it got me thinking right was Siakam just as good last year? Um, you know it's hard to be this productive with a player like Kawhi on your team, so he might have just been this good. The entire team might have
0: he might have learned from Kawhi. I think he kind of got better with Kawhi. Like oh, Kawhi kind of helped him develop.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But um, you know, like the the uh, progress he made from last year to this year, incredible, mm-hmm. right? Um, absolutely. I don't, you know, he could be the MIP, right? You know, most improved yeah, he player. So yeah, he could be. It's it's very possible. So the Raptors very sneaky, and I think they're definitely going to make it to the to the top four. So it, you know, those two teams for sure. I think they're going to impact the uh, playoffs.
0: Sure. So now uh, let me kind of talk about, you know, who I'm excited about. Um, I'm just going to run through the West first, actually. Um, So obviously, you know, the Lakers, they're, they're elite. You know, if they stay healthy, they're in contention. Now I'm interested to see the Clippers, right? There's not as many regular season games left. So Kawhi and Paul George, they have to play together, which they didn't really do all their best players haven't really played that much together. So in my opinion, they're the most talented team in the league. So this is the time for them to all play, all play together and, and you know have a chance to win the playoffs. Have a chance to win the championship. So it's gonna be fascinating to see, you know, can they all stay healthy, be cohesive, and you know, win a championship. So they've been a little interesting this year to me. Uh I don't know if you guys have felt the same way. To me, they've had Arguably the most talented roster because not only do you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but you have uh, Lou, William, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, yeah, Le- Landry Shamit isn't uh, you know bad. Is bad. Marcus Morris, they have a loaded bench, and it's not that they were bad, but. I thought they were going to be kind of on the same pace as the Bucks, so they're forty-four and twenty, and the Bucks are fifty-three and twelve. I thought they were going to be a little, you know, higher, but I think they've been conserving themselves. So it's going to be fascinating to see if they can turn it on in the playoffs. I'm and, also interested to see. Oh, nope. sorry, go on
2: real quick. And, and Patrick Beverly, who is an absolute and Beverly just monster on defense. Yeah, uh. yeah, absolutely yeah he,
0: so uh as as like we kind of talked about they're kind of loaded so they have arguably the deepest bench in the league um along with you know one of the most talented starting lineups so can they put it together i'm also interested to see the utah jazz you know there were a lot of reports about if you know uh gobert and uh donovan mitchell you know had a little bit of you know Arguments, or they were a little upset at each other, you know, because of what happened. I'm sure they can patch it together. It's going to be interesting to see if that affects, you know, you know, on court chemistry. So I think they're fascinating. And like you guys said, I'm also interested to see the Rockets. They have been such a streaky team in my head. Like there's some days where they look like they're on par with the Lakers and Clippers, but there are other days. And, you know, James Harden had a cold streak, you know, in the middle of the season so it's gonna be interesting to see if he comes back uh maybe he was a little injured towards the end of the season he was getting a little tired it's gonna be interesting to see if him him and russ can put it together in the playoffs and then in the east i'm with you guys the east is like the hardest thing to predict it's milwaukee's a dominant regular season team uh no denying that they have been awesome Giannis has been the best player in the league and, and and everyone around Everyone on their team makes each other better, and Giannis makes them all better. And uh, they have three-point shooting, great defense, uh, great bench play. So the only thing is, do they have enough star potential behind Giannis to win the East? This year might be their year to win the East, but do they have you know that star potential to go against the Lakers and Clippers? And like you said, the Raptors have been underrated, so they can give them trouble. The Celtics, you know, Jason Tatum had a really strong second half. It's going to be interesting to see if you can keep it up. Miami, Indiana, Philly, they have been very inconsistent, but Philly's the team to me, guys, that on paper, they should be the best, maybe not the best team in the East, but on par with the Bucks. Like Joel Embiid, when he is on and focused, is insane. He's so dominant. Sometimes it doesn't always come out that way. Let's see if, you know, Ben Simmons heals up and, you know, them two together, can cause some troubles. And then the Nets and the Magic, uh, I think, and the Wizards, I think they're scrappy teams, but I don't really see them getting past the first round, especially with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant not likely to play, and John Wall not likely to play. Uh, so I think those three teams are going to have some troubles. So, do you guys have any thoughts on the teams that I kind of just brought up, which is like everyone? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm still, on the, I'm still on the standings here. So the, the Sixers sure. are really good on paper, right? Um, and I think yeah. that. I think that the deepest teams probably have the best chance to win the championship this year. So, on paper, you know, a lot of teams look good, but the Sixers are, like I said, 10 and 24 away and 29 and 2 at home. So, I just I think that, you know, they just don't perform like they do in Philly. You know, I don't want to discredit the Pacers either because I think they were actually my prediction to make the Eastern Conference Finals with the Bucs because um, they do have a good team on paper, too. I just don't think they can. And Old back. Yeah, Old Depot's back. So, bonus was an all star. Miles Turner, Ma- Malcolm Brogdon, you know, TJ Warren. So it's a good starting five, and the Celtics, I think, also have a really good team on paper. But I just and and they have a deep roster too. They do have a deep roster, so I think they do have a chance. I would put them over the Raptors, but I don't see any other team besides Milwaukee, Toronto, or Boston. You know, making it out.
0: You don't see the Sixers even having a chance. No, not at all.
1: Wow. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to agree with Jason here. I just don't think that they have it in them mm-hmm. this year. I don't think they're playing well as a team. Um and you, and this, yeah. we can argue about this all day, but at the end of the day, Joel Embiid crowds the box and Ben Simmons can't shoot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, last
0: year they were a Kawhi Leonard miracle shot away from you know the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Yeah, that yeah, true. you're not wrong. Last year they you also know, had Jimmy Butler though.
0: That's that's true. I just that's don't think they true. have any shooting.
2: Yeah. They don't have any shooting, right? Like Ben Simmons, like Josh. Who's the best shooter, Josh Richardson? I mean, yeah,
0: I they think might, they have a,
2: you know, right, Harris, Tobias, Tobias, Tobias. 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 Yeah. yeah. But those guys, those guys can shoot, but they're not shooters. Like I think they have they have a good team on paper, a lot of talent, but I just don't think they gel
1: together. Yeah, I think, I think uh, was, JJ Reddick this year is really. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to bring that up, Natish. Yeah, um, JJ Reddick, That's a that's a huge huge loss. I'm kind of with you guys. I probably think it's probably gonna be Milwaukee this year, unless they you know have some struggles or an injury or
1: one one. Yeah. Thing we didn't touch on right. Um and you know i want you guys to take a your best guess at this so this is the team with the best offensive rating you want us to guess yeah go ahead guess <sighs>
2: hmm. in the, e- the, the and, the, and I no cheating. cheating in the east or the or just the I'm whole league i'm looking at
0: the standings but let me click away
2: yeah in the east or the or the whole league yeah yeah the whole
1: league.
2: the whole league. whole league offense offensive offense best offense it might be rating. the thunder i'd say best offense but th- yeah, isn't it? It might be the Thunder.
0: The Thunder have a great offense, but their defense might be uh, a little off. Is it, is it the
1: Is it the Mavs? Rockets? All right, final answers. Put them in, guys. All right. Oh, this is gonna be, I I'll, feel like it has to be in the West. I'll go Rockets.
0: All right. I'm gonna go. Wait, give me a second. I'm gonna
1: go Mavs. Brochal is correct. It the is the man. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, even, Did you I didn't cheat. I promise. I promise <laughs> so, I didn't. So that's a team that we didn't touch on. And I think they can actually be very competitive in the playoffs, no matter who they can. The
0: only reason I said that is because I know well, Luca and KP are really yeah. good offensive players. But I know they're struggling on defense.
1: Guys, they match up well with the Lakers. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think they actually do match up very well with the Lakers. Um, you, look, you look at their players and and Luka and LeBron, right? I feel like they're so good, both of them. Luka has been killing it this year. He's a, an actual MVP candidate. Yeah, like, he honestly should be MVP, I think. Right? Um, he's been absolutely killing it. You got Porzingis to cancel out AD. You got... who? Who's the uh, center for the Mavs?
2: I think it's Dwight Powell. Dwight, Dwight Powell. Powell. They play Powell and Max Kleber, Maxi Kleber, I think. Yeah,
1: Kleber, Kleber Yeah. So they they got the they got the centers to match up with McGee and Dwight Howard. Right. It's it, it, it's a good matchup, and I think that they can actually really give the Lakers a run for their money if they end up, um, you know, playing against each other. Natish,
2: Natish, I have to disagree with you because I just don't think this team is deep enough at all. You know, Luca is, I think he could be MVP, uh, no matter what, no matter who he plays, if he's matched up with Kawhi, I think he's still going to put up, you know, 30, 10, and 10 almost each game. Porzingis is also really good, but I just think, like, Tim Hardaway, he's their third best scorer. So streaky. Seth Curry can shoot, but I mean, he's not, he's not going to win you the game, you know? Dwight Powell, I just don't think they're
1: deep enough. And to and be honest, I yet, don't think the Lakers are
2: that deep either. See, I exactly, think.
1: that's what I'm saying. And yet, you know, you bring up all those concerns, but we're looking here at the offensive ratings and Dallas Mavericks are the number one offensive rating in the NBA. But
0: the problem to me is they struggle so much on the defensive end. I don't think they have a, 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 a an elite defensive player. Uh you you guys might, you know, come up with one, but overall defensively they they that's the side of the ball they really struggled on this year. Mm-hmm. So even if they're scoring uh they're giving up almost just as much. The point differential actually isn't that bad, so Natish, I think you're on to something, but I'm with Jason. I think the star power of the Lakers, I think LeBron is a little bit better than Luka at this point, and I think AD is a little bit better than KP at this point. So I think the the star power of the Lakers just gives them an edge, but I think you're totally right. This is a te- the Mavs can definitely make some noise and and they're definitely a scary team. You know, the West is loaded. So the fact that they're a 7 seed is kind of insane.
2: Do you guys think the Lakers have a deep team? Like I'm trying I'm looking at the roster and they have like so A B and LeBron, but then these role players who I guess they are good, but let's like Kuzma's a little he's not that doing that great this year, right? A Kuzma's team, Yeah. And then, you know, Callwell Pope, Avery Bradley, uh, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, those guys are good.
0: They have the classic LeBron role players. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean they're they're not, they're, they're yeah. better role players than LeBron has had, I think, in the past. Besides, you yeah. know, with, with you know, before he made is. his super teams. And he carried the Cavs, you know, Cavs team to the championship. So I think this team can definitely make it. Um, I think they won't have trouble with the Clippers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Clippers, Rockets. I think those three teams really are the only teams that can make it, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm with you, Jason. That was a that was a good point. You know, Natish. I, uh, I think Dallas could um, on a streaky. If they get hot, they can you know put up points with anyone. But I just don't see them beating the Clippers or the Lakers right now. But I did want to touch up on one last thing. Uh, how do you guys think this is going to go without crowds? Like, that is so weird. I wonder, like, are they going to pump in crowd noise? Like, how are the players going to react? Is it going to be interesting, weird to watch? Um, I think crowds play a big part in the NBA. Like, home court advantage is a real thing, as you see with teams like the Sixers and the Heat. Mm-hmm. So without any crowds there, it, it's going to be almost like a high school gym. I, mean, I, take, I take any basketball, but how do, how do you guys think that's going to go?
2: Are they? Is there going to be no one there? Or are they going to do like well minimum capacity or or just maybe no one? Right? I saw that they're going. I think it's just staff. Yeah, I saw that they're going to. I think they're going to have sounds. I know that soccer is is um you know like producing sounds uh, like stadium sounds and fan sounds. I saw that they might even do two K sounds. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think that it's going to make a huge difference. I think Guys, we're going to we're going to be watching the playoffs and think we're playing two K. Yeah, it's gonna be like a tournament i hope that they're mic'd up i want to hear what all the players say i, I, I love those mic'd up things but in, in regards I wish, to your question I they're oh, gonna sorry, curse guys. too much
0: <laughs> no i said i wish but they're gonna curse way too much so if they did it'll be so
2: edited oh that's true. yeah that's um awesome.
1: I, they did i they did uh i forget what athlete right said this like everybody should be mic'd up if there's no no crowd and someone that, did
0: they, say that yeah, yeah
1: and i not I it's a very interesting concept but the only way that would work is if they ha- they uh it, it there's a little delay from when it is actually played to when they show it live on tv right because they need to have time to censor out everything because obviously there's going to be a lot of cursing
0: yeah do you guys think it'll actually affect um the you know the games itself maybe it'll affect series or two uh in the first or second round until they get used to it or do you guys think these guys are professionals they'll be able to put it together and the teams that would have won if things were normal we're going to win again.
2: To be honest, I think that it's going to make a huge impact for the whole rest of the season because I think that these players and teams do feed off the energy. Like MSG, like the mm-hmm. Knicks, obviously you know they're at the bottom of the league, but every time you go to a game there it's electric even though they're so bad. And like I said, all those teams that can't play on the road, they're not going to have the home energy to feed off of. So I think that I, I that's why I think that the there's no chance really for those underdogs to really win here. I think that the deepest and the most talented teams are going to win.
1: I completely agree, right? I think it's going to play a huge role in the turnout of this entire playoffs. But at the end of the day, I don't hate it. Um, If you're the best team, you should be able to compete no matter what the circumstances are. It shouldn't matter if you're home or not. And you know this is what we bash on a lot of players for, for not being able to compete when they're away. And when they're, if you can't do that, you can't win a championship. So at the end of the day, do I think it's going to affect it? Yes, but do I think it's the worst thing in the world? No, not really.
0: Yeah, I'm with you guys. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. They're going to have to do something. There's no way we can just listen to an empty gym. I mean, interesting to see if they, you know, pound noise in, or do the two K sounds, or or what they're going to do mic up all the players but uh i think it's gonna make, be a huge weird little it's almost gonna be like watching training camps but these are the biggest games of the season but you know like like we said this is kind of you know any basketball is a good thing so is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up
2: yeah we talked talk about uh, did you guys yeah. see that speaking of the 2k sounds i actually saw that and there's this meme on twitter that i, I wanted to just say real quick it was like, and now we'll take it down to our sideline reporter, David Aldridge. Well, thank you, David. Here are our starting line. That's, <laughs> yes! what, that's what it's going to be like. <laughs> Let me just rapid fire X. Let me just hit the A button. The X. Yeah. <laughs> skip, skip, skip. That's what it's going to be like. And that's your sounds. Oh uh, Kushal, Kushal, you didn't even bring up your team, dude. What happened? No faith? Listen, all right. It's been a tough week, okay? So
0: as you all know, I'm an... Eternal optimist. So even though Kevin Durant has always said that he wasn't playing this year, I got my hopes up. I listened to all the fan rumors and I was convinced myself that Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving were going to come back and we were going to win the East and the championship. But you know, in all seriousness, uh, it'll be interesting because Kenny Atkinson got fired literally days before this you know happened. So it's going to be interesting to see who even coaches them, and it's it's going to be a scrappy team. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, Jared Allen. I think they're going to play well. You know, I don't think they're going to win a series. Uh, they might lose in, f- you know, four or five, but I think each game's going to be kind of close as long as they don't play the Sixers or the Bucks. You know, if they play the Raptors, each game might be, you know, 100 to 93 Raptors, uh, but the Raptors win, you know, in four or five. So I think they're gonna be a scrappy team. I totally understand that Kevin Durant, you know, wants to take the entire year off. So I think they're gonna be a scrappy team, but I don't see them even giving the Raptors, taking the Raptors for seven or winning a series.
2: Those are high hopes, Kushal. High hopes. I think without Kyrie or Durant, I mean, I know Durant. You don't think they're going to have a chance? You don't think they're going to play a team close? To be honest, Kyrie only played twenty games this year. I guess they will. I mean, they're they're a good team. I guess you know, Dinwiddie. I think Dinwiddie's going to have to score a lot, and Karis Levert.
0: Yeah, him and Levert. Him and Levert have to put up like twenty five each.
2: But I just don't see it. I oh, man. I want to trash. You don't him. think
0: they're gonna. You don't think they're gonna win one game in a playoff series. I get, I, That's all I'm dude, saying. Like
2: I honestly don't think so. It really depends who they play. It depends, one game. depends who they play. It depends who they play.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. If they play
2: the Bucks, they're probably gonna get swept. Yeah, if they, the if Raptors. Playing, they could win one. You think? I don't, dude. I think if they play the Magic or the Wizards, they could. Or the Pacers. Well, they're
0: not gonna play him in the first round. No, you know
2: time. what? They they could win one. I, I take it back. They could win one, I think, except the Raptors or the Bucks. The Celtics I think are streaky, so
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. So I think it's gonna be close in each conference. You know, I think in the West each of the six seeds have a chance, and in the east. The, the six seeds also have a chance, like the first six. So I, I think it's going to be fascinating. So we're definitely going to, you guys are definitely coming back. We're going to talk, you know, in detail, go through bracket style, like March Madness, go through each oh, matchup. Yeah. Break down who we think is going to win
2: each, but
0: I think this was a, like a success, guys. Uh, how did you guys kind of feel, you know, coming on the podcast?
2: I okay, loved sure. it. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was a blast talking about sports. Uh, I'll definitely be back for many more. I just want to mention really quick because you mentioned, uh, you know, March Madness format. Um, this is everything right now to me because I actually March Madness is my favorite thing of the year. I took a day off of work for March Madness and then. <laughs> I was able to work from home and it was cancelled, so I was able to get rid of it, uh, the PTO day before you know everything happened. But I took off work for it. So this is gonna be I'm gonna watch every game through and through. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, it was a it was yeah. a blast uh to be on here. Uh, you know, I could go on all day. So many more things I wanna talk
1: about and then I'm hoping that we will talk about it in the future too. Yeah. It's just unfortunate um, that you can't, you know, gloat about your own team, Jason. I listen yo, man, there's, there's, he, a, there's a, a, shots at the Nets. Yeah, there's <laughs> a blow out. All right. Yo, Kishaw, I will bet you that the
2: Knicks win a championship before the Nets. Before that, the Bruxers, is insane. They're not gonna win a championship with the team. Uh it's gonna be just like when they traded for like Garnett. Garne and Kyrie Irving, not-
0: and they might get Bradley Beal. They might listen, sign a free agent. Listen, listen, we are not chance. I I'm want putting it down first. No, dude, it's not gonna happen. Podcast need to know. The people need to know. 2021 NBA champs it's gonna happen it's destiny's
2: choice listen the Knicks need to get rid of Julius Randle and they need to I, I hope to get LaMelo Ball uh, maybe we can talk about that in the future uh, but yeah I don't I don't think they're gonna get him but I, okay I'll give the Nets a chance I'll give them a chance because Durant is so good but if they didn't have Durant they'd have no chance obviously I'll, I'll give him a slight chance I'll give him a slight chance
0: Natish, weigh in on this Who's being more ridiculous? <laughs> I might be
1: being ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I, ridiculous. Think, I think the answer is obvious here. So, Pushaw, yeah. right? You don't even have to say it. Yeah,
2: exactly. You got it exactly.
1: right. <laughs> All right I think, I'll take it back. Uh, they
2: have a chance. Any With Durant, any team will have a chance. I'll say that. Sure, he's
0: only saying that because he knows everyone that's going to listen to this is going to just shame him. No, come
2: at me. Anyone can come at me. I'll defend the Knicks over the Nets any day.
0: So yeah, thank you so much, Natish and Jason. Uh, You guys are the first guests I've ever had on here, and it was it was a natural talk. This is kind of how we talk in real life, so it just felt like you know like a normal conversation. A
2: little more vulgar, though. Oh, absolutely!
0: Yeah, absolutely. Usually, we yell at each other. Um, but I really appreciated, you know, you guys coming on. We're definitely gonna, you know, have a lot more NBA content, you know, regarding when everything starts, predictions, uh, free agency talk, draft lottery. Definitely want to, you know, talk about that more. But I really appreciated you guys coming on and breaking down, you know, your thoughts on the return plan. And like we said, we're all NBA optimists. We all love the NBA, so. Uh, we just kind of want the best to happen and wish the best and and hope for player safety first first and foremost. If, you know, they're not safe, uh, it's not worth, you know, doing because these are all players that we've watched and enjoyed and we just hope they're safe and uh, we hope everything goes smoothly. So, yeah, Natish Jason, thank you so much. And everyone that listened, thank you so much. I really appreciate it and have a great day and stay safe.